This is Sound and Vision from KEXP. The Raincoats emerged from the London punk scene in the late 70s and were one of the very first all-female bands who wrote and performed all their own music. Now, 40 years later, co-founding member Gina Birch has just released her first solo album titled I Play My Bass Loud. KEXP's Janice Headley talked with Gina about the new release, her time with the Raincoats, and how Kurt Cobain got a copy of the Raincoats' first LP. It's been over 40 years since the Raincoats released their influential self-titled debut album. It has since gone on to influence generations of musicians like The Kini Kill, Slater Kinney, and even Nirvana. And now, co-founding member Gina Birch continues to inspire, releasing her first ever solo album yesterday via Third Man Records. It is boldly titled, I Play My Bass Loud. Sometimes I wake up And I wonder What is my job? I play my bass loud The LP isn't her first foray into recording solo. Just last year, she shared her debut single, Feminist Song. When you ask me, when you ask me if I'm a feminist, I'll say, I say to hell with powerlessness, to hell with loneliness, damn all those people putting women down. The song expresses a sentiment that stands just as true in the 70s as it does today. Gina tells us she actually wrote it 15 years ago. The song became a staple of the raincoat sets when she and her bandmates reunited for some live shows in the early 2000s. Anna didn't really want to do any new songs. So we were just kind of playing through our old catalogue, which, you know, was interesting. But I w- I'd been writing some stuff, so I said I'd like to do feminist songs. So we started doing it in the raincoat. So when you ask me if I'm a feminist, I say... Why the hell would I not be? Why? Why the hell? When you ask me if I'm a feminist, I say, Why the hell would I not be? Cause I'm a city girl. I like that song because it kind of, it goes through these three different stages or places, you know, the, the, the kind of statement about what's happening with feminism and then about anger. And then the, the last verse, which is always very pleasurable, pleasurable to sing about things that make me happy. You know, I couldn't have just written a song about being happy, so it, it kind of, it's quite nice that it can appear at the end of this song, you know. When you ask me, when you ask me if I'm happy, happy. I say, I say when the sun shines, when a child laughs, happy. when I see a simple act of kindness, kindness. when you hold my Feminism 
feminism has always been core to the work the Raincoats did in their career as one of the first ever all-female bands. Coming together in the testosterone-fueled late 70s UK punk scene alongside bands like The Clash and The Sex Pistols. When violinist Vicki Aspinall joined the band in 1978, she introduced her bandmates to the principles of feminism, opening Gina's eyes. For me, really, it wasn't even something I thought about. And, you know, I don't know why my head was at, but it was when Vicky joined the band. And Vicky had come from uh, York University and had been involved with, in a more political environment. And she said, look, you write your own songs, you know, you work out all your stuff, you do your own artwork, you, you know, you're, you're doing all the stuff around this project. You're not being kind of told what to do or you're making this yourself. And she said that is a feminist act. That action of doing is actually taking control and it's what would be called feminism. And we were kind of like, well, yeah, I suppose so, I suppose so. And so then I started to read about feminism. And a lot of it was incredibly depressing. As my friend Helen says, once you started to look around you at the world, you realized, you know, <laughs> it was a difficult place for a feminist. <laughs> the whole world was set up against you, against women in that way. The liberation of being at art school and being on her own inspired one of Gina's earliest songs with the raincoats, titled No One's Little Girl. No one's little girl, oh no, I'm not, I'm not gonna be, cause I don't wanna be, I never shall be in your family tree. Coming to London, I'd suddenly realised I'd always had a boyfriend up till then. I'd always, you know, you have a boyfriend, you hang out with your boyfriend's friends, you listen to your boyfriend's music, da-da-da-da-da. And suddenly, I, there I was, I was kind of liberated and I, and I liked this idea of being no one's little girl. You know, it's like, because girls were kind of infantilized at that time, you know, you were made to feel you're pretty or, you know, you, you do these things that you're not necessarily encouraged to be noisy and outrageous and outspoken. So I like this idea that I could be my own thing and turn people down and do what the f I wanted to do, you know. So I wrote that and I also wrote In Love shortly after. So obviously I had, had to kind of crush on someone at that point. <laughs> Damn, damn, my theory's gone already. Twenty years after the raincoats broke ground with their music, a new scene was emerging out of Olympia, Washington that called itself Riot Girl. One band in particular was Bikini Kill, formed in 1990 by Kathleen Hanna, Toby Vale, and Kathy Wilcox. I was touched to hear that Gina took as much inspiration from them as they did from the raincoats.
held mirrors up to each other. It was so great. That Riot Girl thing was so inspiring to us. Um, you know, Catherine Hanna doing the splits and talking about wages and, you know, sexual assault and so on and so forth. I mean, what a powerhouse. And Toby Bell, you know, I mean, they're just, just brilliant women. And the courage, we had courage in our own way. And then they took that courage further. And then Pussy Riot Girls were like, whoa, you know. So... I might have risked having having something thrown at me. <laughs> Bikini Kill probably risked getting beaten up, and uh, you know, and, and Pussy Riot, you know, going to a gulag or whatever. Yes. Gina was so inspired by the work of Pussy Riot, the feminist punk group out of Russia, that she wrote an ode to them on her brand new album. Some people think we're trouble, dangerous, profane. Kurt Cobain was another Northwest artist who found inspiration in the raincoats. In the liner notes for Nirvana's 1992 compilation album, Insecticide, he tells the story of a trip to London, where he and his wife, Courtney Love, tried to track down a copy of the Raincoats 1979 album, and instead found Anna of the Raincoats herself. At the time, Gina and Anna hadn't even heard of Nirvana. Him and Courtney went into the rough trade shop in West London. And no, they didn't. You know, it was all out of print. No one had a blooming copy of it. And um, and Judy, who was part of the shop, she said, Oh, Anna is working in the shop just around the corner. Why don't you go and see if she's got a copy? So they went up the road to where Anna was working and walked in and she didn't know who they were. And they weren't there very long because Anna actually strangely had the one customer in. <laughs> She'd only get one, maybe no customers every day. But but uh, so so they they were there for a short while. But after that, you know, Judy Rank said, "Did they come? Did they come?" Yes, yes, yes. And, and then we all listened to Nirvana, and we were like, "Blimey, they're great!" You know, aren't they brilliant. Kurt was instrumental in introducing the Raincoats to a new audience. He helped them get their albums reissued and released in America for the very first time. He even invited them to open for Nirvana, but sadly, the tour never happened, as Kurt died by suicide in 1994. I'd gone off and, and was doing film at the Royal College of Art, and but I was—I I mean, I was—I I was in the edit suite when I got a phone call from Russell Warby, who was um, Nirvana's agent in the UK, saying, "With the raincoats." like to go on tour with Nirvana. And I was like, oh, my God. Of course, you know, it was crazy to do it, but madder not to, you know. And so I didn't follow through on my film career, but, you know, I followed through on my music career and then I took up painting. You know, there's always a way, isn't there? The Raincoats continue to perform. In fact, they just played earlier this month at the White Cube Gallery in London. And now, with her debut album... Gina is looking forward to hitting the road herself. No U.S. tour dates have been announced yet, but Gina is playing live over in the U.K. I've got um, a little band. I've got two young women who I'm working with. We've kind of deconstructed the album and put it back together in a, a slightly different way. And uh, it's really fun. You know, we're really enjoying playing the songs. So, yeah, I feel so lucky. It's unbelievable. 
I asked Gina if she felt the same about releasing the Raincoats debut album in 1979 as she does about releasing her debut solo album in 2023. No. <laughs> I think when you do something for the first time, it's, it's, it's such a mist in front of you and there's a kind of rosy mist around you. Now I just feel stronger smarter. Yeah, I, I, I just feel, I feel more in possession of myself. I think uh, as a young woman, I was very shy. I didn't really know how it was going to proceed. I didn't talk to a lot of people. Now I can, I feel like I've grown into myself. So it feels like now is the time for me. Back then it was I, I was like, I felt like I was part of a movement. I was part of something. Doing this solo project is, uh, yeah, it's, it's a kind of a symptomatic of that, that I, I've grown into myself and I, I'm claiming myself, if you like. <laughs> With I Play My Bass Loud, Gina Birch has come full circle. Even after 40 years, she continues to embrace music with a DIY ethos and is never afraid to turn up the volume. For KEXP, I'm Janice Headley. That was Sound and Vision. Please take a moment to subscribe, rate, and review this podcast, and consider giving a one-time $20 donation to help support this show at kexp.org sound. Thanks for listening.